on SEN. Welcome to Moody on the Mic with Peter Moody, Roger Aldridge, Tom Hackett and Anthony Millen. Hello and welcome back to Moody on the Mic. Yes, we are back at Wednesdays 7pm. We thought we were going to Thursdays, but we are locked in Wednesday 7pm from now until almost the end of autumn and we're going to get you through. I'm Roger Aldridge and joining me... He's the man who the show is named after. The man himself, Peter Moody. How are you, Moods? Great to be with you again, Roger. I hope we haven't upset our three listeners having to change from Wednesday night to Thursday night. But Thursday back to Wednesday, we'd hate to put out their... Uh well, we'll weekly find out route, when your mum rings through. And, uh, <laughs> when mum sends go. us a couple of texts and see what's going on. But uh, uh, we've got a new Anthony Mithin with us tonight. He's uh, lost the Ned Kelly look. Have a look at him. He looks 20 years younger. How are you, Mitho? Sharpened up. I couldn't get a winner. Haven't had a winner since I've had the beard. Friday night, I've tipped uh, Miss Turak Flyer to, as the yep. best of the and weekend. I loaded up. In the colours. Should have Surely. $2.30. Went via the car park. Got beaten, what, a long head? Don't mention it, the war myth, like, Can we be oh. it, was, it was a moral beating. Nine, it was 9 o'clock. I was sitting on the couch with my lovely wife, Selena. Haven't had a winner with the beard. I'm starting to get a bit suspicious about it. With Selena or on the races? I got, I got, I got straight up off the chair after the race. Walked straight into the bathroom, clippered, shaved, clean shaven. Walked back in. Selena's sitting there on the on the couch on her phone. Didn't look up. Sat down next to her. Watched the next race at Mooney Valley. She looked over about 15 minutes later and went. Oh, jeez, what the hell have you done? <laughs> she wasn't a massive pot on it either, actually. She, she no, no, it, no yeah. she was okay with the beard, but um, it didn't help us with Brooklyn Hustle on no. uh, Saturday either, so yeah. it's uh, is so clearly wasting. just one of those runs, Rog. Absolutely. Anyway, we all have them. Shades of uh, the Anthony Mithin from the late 90s on Channel 9 News, really. I mean, this is where we're going back to. You know, that fresh yeah, bit, face look. Bit, and bit more hair on top. <laughs> yeah, back then, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, speaking of fresh-faced, uh, they don't get more fresh-faced no. than the resident rain man himself, Tom Hackett. G'day, Tommy. Hello, Roger. I wish I could grow a beard like Mitho had. If I could grow a beard like Mitho had, I would never get rid I of it. I don't know. Your <laughs> bum fluff is elite. I'd grow a good mo. Give me Movember, I can get Dirty the mo. I wouldn't, hey, can I? It's not a good mo. Yeah, it, it, I've it, seen it, you grow a mo. It's a mo, yeah. but it, nothing connects. Nothing La- connects outside of the uh, facial no. Lay down and let the cat lick the bastard. Have a look at that. <laughs> There's three blonde ones on one side and half a brown one. Why did a couple like of greys come through the other week, actually, my wife pointed out, which was uh, somewhat concerning. Tom? Age 35. Tom with a moustache would look like a rat peeping over a broom, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, a fair, that's fair analysis. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter whether Tom can grow facial hair because I tell you what, what he can do is tip some winners uh, absol- on fire last oh. weekend, Romance. So the two two of the three group ones, you got Liar home in the Blue Diamond, which was a you know hard race to pick. Yep. Alize uh, home there as well, which was no, let's be honest, everyone did that. Oh. And you also got Avilius home as your best bet, which everyone else did that too. But the simple fact is winner's that winner. uh, three winners from four tips here on Moody on the Mic, you're flying. Thank you, Roger. You know, I don't like to pat myself on yes, the back, but uh, before the week before that, we also had you know, time in the Black Caviar Lightning You specifically lightning asked me to write it into the intro. Yeah, well, you got to when the winners come, they come. So you've got to, <laughs> and we can go through some lean periods, as you know, Roger. So when they come, we've got to give ourselves the pat on the back. Yeah, and, I've been uh, going through a lean period since 1998. Yeah, we'll Everyone can have a bad decade, Roger. You just got to learn to back it up. That's the thing. That's, the, you, That's this is what you do for a living. We come in for a little yarn and sort of shoot the breeze, Mitho and I. You are the professional. You should be finding winners. So self praise is worth five eights of stuff. All well, yeah, thanks, you are uh, you're renowned as a terrible tipster in your training days, Moods. 
You I were trained. never any good. My job was to train winners. It wasn't to tip to mugs and like you. And you did that. No, you did Thank that. Thank you. You're talking about tips. How, how annoying is it when you look up at your TV screen for the 7 o'clock at, San, at uh, Ladbrokes Park at mm. uh, Sandown and there's Simply in, Invincible winning, which I didn't even watch the race, but I see Peter Morgan, who I saw at the Melbourne Premier Sales today, and while I was chatting to him, he gets a call from... Bruce Matheson, he's big owner, owns Pokies, bought a Carlton footy club, yep. you know. And all I hear is, well, if those that know Peter Morgan, I'll do my best impersonation. He's a gruff old bugger. Well, if it doesn't win, it'll run a place. I've forgotten about it until this moment, and it's just paid eight, eight bucks. Yeah. What did you give on Ladbrokes? You would have given better well, he probably. He would have got odds boost as well, so he would have uh, had an absolute thriller. Jeez, and bolted in. That's one of the horses that John Sadler has stolen off Peter, Peter Morgan, as Moods would say. That, I'm and he on didn't the scratch it, Moods. No, it's unusual for Sads not to scratch one. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, uh, Sads has done a good job. He's uh, He and Pete Morgan uh, working together closely there. Pete's had a few health issues and Sads yep. has stepped up to help his good mate out and they've, they've had bloody good luck. Yeah. Mm? So, no, good right. one there. Well, they're talking of the tips that go amiss, there's one. But, and what, uh, what, Blue Diamond, Mitho, what happened? Uh, what happened? Brooklyn Hustler, I was with you. I stayed in the trenches, mate. I'm solid, loyal... I was there in the trenches. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Blue what happened? Diamond we're talking about what? What happened was Brooklyn Hustle in the in the Blue Diamond. Uh, I'd given it my best shot, uh, trying to manufacture some sort of result in the um, in the Prelude, and 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 mapped out the race. Rain Man, I had it all sorted. I thought I had a really good, good solid plan. Uh, it didn't quite pan out that way. Mood said, "Listen, Bozo, you step aside. How many Group One winners have you trained at Caulfield? I'll be given the." jockey instructions for the Blue Diamond and you watch what happens next. Do you reckon she had the toughest run in the race, Rog? What did you reckon? Just as an outsider looking in? Uh, was I, ridden to uh, instruction, <laughs> might I say. I've got to be honest, I was, watch, I was watching a couple of different horses. Than well, I, definitely, I think it definitely had Six, the toughest run in the race. 16 wide the trip, gets beaten 1.4. I'm livid. Moods are, well, he tried his best. He rode to instructions. What about the instruction giver? Totally unimpeded run. But, but surely uh, you like, could, over, winner, you could winner, overrule me, though. The winner bumped it out of the way on the turn, and uh, then she sprinted back past the winner, and then the winner kicked strongly and beat it. Have you ever tried to tell Peter Moody what to do? Ever? I numerous times. And have you ever succeeded? Yeah, no, no. That's why I don't bother oh. sending him a run sheet. We've got a contract in place with Peter Moody, and he still doesn't do what we tell him to do. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't think either of me or Moods knows what's in the no, contract, look, but it's signed. She ran well. It was, a, it was a good plan. She had an unimpeded view. She'll be... Um, She's a lovely filly. She's a good filly. She didn't lose nope. any detra- any uh, any fans. I don't think on on the weekend. But what's next now, Mitho? Uh, we'll 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 as the racing manager uh, decided, we'll get a fully <laughs> vetted. Um, you know, once the dust settled in the next uh, day or so, and we are perhaps looking to press on to the Group Three on All Star Mile Day for fillies, okay. the Breeders' Stakes, which would be a lovely race down the straight. She gets a look down the straight. She'd never been there. Twelve hundred. Reckon that might be a grand final for this prep, and we'll. Uh, have a lovely three-year-old in the in the uh, spring. And Good you price, never know mate. how they're going to uh, handle the straight until they get on the straight. So. Correct. So it's a nice chance to get that out of the way and hopefully get some uh, two-year-old black type on a on her name. Now, uh, when we look at the weekend's races, obviously that was Melbourne. There was some great racing in Melbourne. But in Sydney, we saw the autumn sun go around. And we had a discussion last week as to who was the second best horse in the country. There was uh, thoughts on Elise and uh, Amphitrite and uh, the autumn sun. But what did we make of the autumn sun's win on the weekend moods? I, I heard you won a, uh, 
another program. We will not mention it uh, by name, but uh, you're quite outspoken uh, into... Your initials RSN. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we... Uh, I don't know how you put that combination of letters together. I only... Uh, the SEN's he, the only combination look, I he, go through. He will go to the highest bidder, uh, Pete yeah, we don't. He doesn't... Don't, yeah. you know, gee, oh, he mentioned the trenches. Move on. Uh, but, it, it, I mean, the, the, the chat around is, do we get the Autumn Sun to take on Winks? Uh, you know, oh, what a great showpiece, what a great marketing piece that would be for racing. It's fantastic. Yes, but as a cult, it's not what you'd want to see if you were training the Autumn Sun or an owner of the Autumn Sun, oh, well, racing so I manager. Don't, I don't know the Autumn Sun's actual ability without having worked with the horse. He looks like a lovely three-year-old. He's uh, got... Uh, you know, great presence, and he, he, he's he's done well. He, he annihilated the Melbourne three-year-old Colts down here in the Guineas, which you don't rate. He resumed on Saturday on a heavy track, which I don't think he would have enjoyed. Big long striding horse, but listen, he's yeah, he's got a long way to go before you even consider. Um, I think anywhere near Winks. So uh, let's um, let's be realistic here, folks. The Autumn Sun and Winks—that's just a. It's a pipe well, the horse from Tasmania that we'll be talking about a little bit later, he, he's as much chance of beating Winks as the Autumn Sun. Well, yeah, three-year-olds, really. I mean, he, he looks like he might be our best three-year-old, but I don't think he's... Better than Amphitryte, the second-best well, horse in Australia. That's well, that's, that's what I'm... Hang on, that's hang on. what I was going to say. Um, Amphitrite. Amphitrite. That's the first one. Turn it up. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And our our resident genius here, Mitho, had it the second best horse in Australia last week. And I haven't moved from that position. We'll find out on Saturday in the Guineas. But if you're Chris Waller, there's no reason to put the Autumn Sun against Winks to maybe run second when you've got a Randwick Guineas to go to. You can then maybe go up to two... I've been waiting to see the Autumn Sun at 2,000 metres for quite a while. Maybe go up to a Rosehill Guineas, come back for a Doncaster Mile. We've seen Chris Waller do that with success many times in a row. And then maybe, maybe at the end of the prep, you say, all right, we'll go to the Queen Elizabeth. Or maybe we... Fresh enough, we go to Royal Ascot. There's a lot the Autumn Sun can do without having to race Winks. And for the Wallace Stable, it'd be almost silly to... Throw them against but, each other, but, really. But I don't think any any stable, any trainer worth their salt is going to run him against Winks. I mean, I think the only chance you've got is if some bush trainer happened to lob into the Autumn Sun and, and wanted that marketing perspective. But any reasonable, you know, well, fair minded trainer is not going to run him against her. They're, they're not going to run Elise against her. Yeah. I mean, that's a mare. So He's the second best horse in the country. Yeah. Well, possibly. <laughs> arguably, <laughs> arguably, arguably. Yeah. But you, I mean, people are dodging her left, right, and centre. So why would a three year old Colt as you say, with so much upside winning those Group 1 three-year-old races, why would you even contemplate it? It's a, it's a nonsense. Unless it's the Cox Plate, it, you know, one of, those, one of those iconic big four races that Peter's not quite so au fait with, but, uh, you know, one of the big ones. You, maybe on, you got on. prize money in Sky Cuddles one year, though, didn't well, you? Well, the, the other thing is the races that the Autumn Sun can run in are worth five times as much as the races or four times or three times as much as the races Winks is running in at the moment, except the Queen Elizabeth on the back end of it. Like, mm. she, I think she won a race the other day, 140000 the winner, and Autumn Sun's going to run in the Guineas worth a million dollars. Just on that race programming, and I'd be interested in your opinion here, Moods, the, the horses like the Autumn Sun and... Uh, what's, what's the, there's a couple of other colts that are, uh, uh, have got the the golden invitation to go to the All-Star Mile, but it's not going to look great on their resume. It's not It's not adding to their resume as a, as a horse. The, so the question for you, the prize money or the resume for the horse? It's a $5 million race that you're turning down. 
Well, yeah, dependent. Yeah, exactly. The Autumn Sun's already won the Golden Rose and the Caulfield Guineas. So uh, why wouldn't he go to a race like the All-Star Mile? Well, I was a little surprised that he wasn't planned around the Melbourne Autumn anyhow because of the fact of the dry track scenario, and we saw him just fall in on a heavy track on Saturday. So is there a chance that that could change? If, if Ranwick looks like it's going to come up heavy, is there any risk? Well, is I mean, it, I, I don't think... I've, you'd certainly think for a motor of the All-Star Mile, I'd be happy to give him a wild card if yeah. there was any indication from the Wallace Stable that he would get it. Mm. But I think that is one of the things about the Chris Wallace stable is they, they set their plan and they normally do stick with it. Mm, and we've seen stubborn. that with Winks for years in, in a row. Now, Winks, this is the third autumn in a row where Winks is going the exact same path. They don't, for, they're running for, she'll win $344,000 if she wins the Chipping Northern Stakes with a lot of money, but nothing for the Winks connection. So they are stubborn and they don't normally change their plan. So I don't think uh, the Autumn Sun will be seeing it in Melbourne anytime soon, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Or ever again. No, possibly. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Off to stud uh, next spring. You don't yeah. reckon they go to the? Maybe if is there a chance? I mean, the general feeling around non, uh, not the what, not coming out of the wall stab at all is that it goes to Watercox play. Well, is it he can earn twenty million in the breeding bar, or say ten million in the breeding barn in a bad year next year, or he can run in a five million dollar Cox plate? Or he can go to, go, go to Royal Ascot, win a race there, and then he's a dual hemisphere stallion. Yeah. He's worth a squillions. Yeah, yeah I think that's, uh, that's becoming a little overrated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, that's lost its appeal, I think, a bit, little bit, yeah. See, Merchant Navy didn't, uh, didn't travel up north after, despite winning at Royal Ascot. Mm. Uh, now, they, I, I'm not sure whether that was health-related or, mm. or, or just the fact that he hadn't quite captured European imaginations. Well, don't forget, you can text us in here, and Joe from Altone has done just that, and he's got a nomination for uh, the second-best horse in Australia, mm-hmm. and that is Mystic Journey, written by his nephew, Anthony Darmanian. So I think Joe might be a little bit biased. No, he's allowed to have his opinion, though. All opinions count here on Moody on the Mic. He's allowed to have his wrong opinion. Gate yeah. one on Saturday. <laughs> we'll have a chat about that soon, but, uh, yeah, no, nothing wrong with her fall. Mm. Mm. Do you know the ESEN uh, text number off for Hartmut, though? Because the screen's broken at the moment, so... Yeah, I do. Oh four double three, nine eight eleven sixteen. There we go. Yeah, I've I've embedded it in my brain. Now that I'm a part of the team, the SEN no. team. Well, till I get the boot. Oh four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. Drop us a text message for Moody on the mic whenever you like. Questions for who's our special guest? Yes, coming so up later have, in the show. Uh, Taz, speaking of uh, Tasmanians, we have uh, Tasmania's top trainer Scott Brunton joining us. Of course, he's got the inevitable ah. in uh, the Australian Guineas this weekend. So he'll be on the line, fresh from the Launceston Cup. Now he didn't win the Launceston Cup, so. So uh, fair to say he'll be able to take our call because he might have been a couple of uh, couple of sherbets oh, in, I reckon. Big, so, have you ever been to the Lonnie Cup? Yeah, the Hobart Cup. It's a big day at the Lonnie Cup. He would have tipped a few in, Scotty. That'll be, be that'll be worth listening to, he folks. Could be, yeah, he could have. He could is one a, of the great characters. Could be a couple in, Scotty. Yeah. Good lad. He's good lad. All right. We're going to take a break here on Moody on the mic on 1116 SEN. Text in your questions if you have any for Moods, Mytho, the resident Rain Man, or Scotty Brunton. We're going to be back after the break and we're going to be talking all things Chipping Norton Stakes, Surround Stakes, and even the Blamey Stakes if we have a bit of time. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the mic. You certainly are listening to Moody on the mic and you can get more for your bet this weekend with Ladbrokes. We're offering enhanced odds on every runner in races 1 to 4 at Ramwick. Yep, a nice juicy price about them all. And the first four in Sin City, that's on your first bet each market. Max bet $100 and of course you've still got your odds boost to use on other races including multis and exotics. Gamble responsibly.
What do you mean? You can enhance and you can multi-odds boost and you can... So that, this else? is set enhanced odds on, on those Don't first have to four use races. Your, your, your booster. Don't have to use your booster. Oh. You can save your booster and then, of course, Jeez. you can odds boost your multis and your trifectas and all that sort of well, stuff. There's, so There's no hope that I'm gambling responsibly with those <laughs> sorts of offers. Yes, you are, Anthony. <laughs> we'll and it's Christmas that. Day again this Saturday, Rog. We get to see yes. the great one. We do. We in do. Sydney, shooting for a fourth Chipping Norton Stakes. Looking to equal tie the knot, I think he won four in a row. Is the great Winks taking on the Pat Webster trained Happy Clapper and five stablemates? And uh, what price are we getting, Ray Man? Our uh, Winks been a, a little easier, but dollar seven out to a dollar eight. The oh, great load man up Winks, so, uh, responsibly. Uh, happy Clapper six fifty out to seven dollars. You can just about write your ticket for the rest. Egg Tart thirty one dollars, Unforgotten thirty four dollars, Patrick Aaron eighty one dollars, Libran ninety one dollars, and Broom and Rocks ninety one dollars. Do we need to talk about this in any great depth? Well, we can go how far. Well, Unforgotten this time last year or heading into the spring was sort of heir apparent. He's the forgotten one. He's heir apparent. The irony's amazing. Uh, mm. And uh, she got a little bit lost there in the spring. She ran good behind Winks in the Winks. Won the Chelmsford, third in the Epson, Epson and then uh, a disappointing race in the Caulfield Stakes. She's only had the one run resuming, and she's been a little bit moderate there too, once again behind Winks. So, yeah, where's she? Uh, listen, Winks, Winks wins. Uh, easy. Is there going to be improver around her? Happy Clapper runs second, uh, one would suspect, but can Unforgotten re-establish that bit of a boom that she had on her, maybe? I think she is the one that we can look to improve. She probably did get... But that Epson run, like, she was unlucky not to win that race, really. Mm. It wasn't beaten far by Hartnell. Probably then went to Melbourne, didn't run great in the Labroke Stakes, but wasn't beaten that far either. I think you can sort of... The Apollo Stakes was a fine run first up, and she will improve with the step up to a mile. She's paying 5.20 the drum, but it's only seven runners, so we're only paying... There's no third dividend. But I think she should probably be a shorter price than if we... Yeah, to run second. Well, it's shorter price than Egg Tart, but I think it's going to be tough for her to beat Happy Clapper, but I think she is the horse with scope to improve in this race. It's just boring talking about a $1.08 chance, so can I just uh, throw a bit of... Throw your multis out No, throw a bit of a poll to you guys. I I, I want to start the campaign that Winx changes her colours, changes her racing colours. I know Peter Tight, great bloke, Magic Bloodstock, fantastic. But the M on the front is very confusing. Just flip it upside down, it becomes the W. It's her colours only, a bit like Black Caviar. They need to flip the M around, turn it into a W, winks. They have in some marketing at the Valley in the lead of Cox Plate, there's there's a horse that sits out the front of the Valley and it's got... The W, like a, a plaster horse or whatever, and it's got the W. Well, that's and the what beer we cans, want. the Carlton Draft beer cans, W. Yes, that's what we want. I agree. Let's get, 100%. Put, we need Peter Ty on the Let's phone. Let's get him on the blower up, yep. and see whether or not. Maybe her last ever start, I don't know, but I'd just love to see the horse run rather for the colours for herself with the W representing her. It could be a marketing dream. You could we, sell those colours for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'll tell you what, we're going to get in the next break. After We'll have Scotty Brutton on in the last break. We'll give Peter Ty a buzz, and if yeah. he answers, we'll get him on. Let's do that. Well, right. I'd like because I'd like to buy a Wink Stubby Cool. A Black Ooh. Caviar Stubby Cool is one of my prized prize possessions. Ooh. A Wink Stubby Cool with the W would w. be very nice. Uh, the, the M it is of, confusing for non-racing people. A bit strange. NRPs, as we like to call NRPs. it. NRPs. So, I mean, maybe we could have a little text poll. 0433 Would you like to see the M turned on its head? Let's turn it into a W for Winks for her final campaign of racing. Yeah, this let's, is good from you, Mitch. Let's mount this. 
Maybe Moods yeah. is wrong about you after all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not so sure, you, though. What did you say in the, in the team meeting before I got here? No, no, mate. No, I spoke very highly of you. Let's, very taken. <laughs> let's move on, then. Let's not worry too much about the dollar rate that Wings is going around. Let's move on to the surround stakes, which is the other Group 1 at, uh, at Ramick on Saturday. And, Tom, before you give us the market, you've potted this race before in private, so uh, you're, not a, you're not a rough on this. No, it's, it's a great betting race, but there's no way this race should be a Group 1. It's a race for the Phillies. It's, it's fine. It's there. It was a great Group 2. <laughs> but there's no way it should be a Group 1. We've got far too many Group 1s in this country. Like I could go on this for, about this for an hour, mm. but this is one race that why they elevated it, I'll never, ever know. But in saying that this year, it's a quite a good addition. It's a good betting race and it's there's a, a stack of winning chances. Fiesta is the favourite with Lowbrokes at $5. Nikita Jane on the back of that impressive first up win is $5.50. Potakawa is $6. And then there's a lot of horses around the $10 mark. Miss Fabulous at $9.50. You've also got the unbidden Salette at $11. It's a race with a lot of death, Rog. And uh, it's it's a tough one to find the winner of. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, for a race that shouldn't be a Group 1 race, Fiesta is ruling favourite over three Group 1 winners at the tops. El Dorado, Dreaming, Seabrook and Uhud. Mm. So it's not a... Listen, it's not a... We do probably have too many Group 1s in Australia. Um, but uh, they have to meet a rating, a world-class rating. Yes. So they must obviously... It's, been not, it's a bit more technical than the, just yeah. going to the pub and deciding... Yeah, know, it's, yeah, yeah, we're not... Group oh, 2 this, to Group 1? Geez, that was a good race last year. Yeah, yeah. let's pump that, it up. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. But this is an interesting race, good race, I, I, I believe, and... Uh, It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, where the, the Sydney Colts through the Autumn Sun hold dominance and sway over the Melbourne Colts, no doubt. Where do our fillies sit? Mm. Um, it'll, it'll be very interesting. And uh, Seabrook's obviously a Victorian filly gone up there. Uhud's probably done most of her racing up there, even though she's a Victorian, yep. South Australian slash filly. Eldorado Dreaming didn't really fire down here. Shame we don't what see we expected in the very, very elegant in it to represent, as you say, those mm. those Victorian fillies. Because I've, I've got a feeling, well, mm. you know my feeling about Amphitrite. Mm. Um, I think Amphitrite. that... I think that they're the ones, the maybe, Victorian maybe, fillies. Maybe felt she was better suited down here at the mile Saturday. Yes. Yeah, no, fine. But yeah. I, I'm, yeah. to your point, I would have liked to have seen her go against those, the best that Sydney can offer there. And that if... Yeah, and that is the best. There are some Group 1 horses in there, but to to your point, Rain Man, I did have to look when I looked at the uh, when I looked at the form guide, the best bets. I looked and went, is this a Group One or a Group Two? Mm. Yeah, sure enough, it is Group easily, One easily yeah. forgotten. But Charles did win the uh, the race last year, in, and she obviously has gone on, and she's a great horse in her yeah. own right as well. So there's no real knock on the races. It has been run by good feelings in the past, but I just think it doesn't need to be there. In saying that, doesn't matter what it's rated, we can still find the winner. And the horse I do like at the current price at six dollars, Purnakawa. Last start in the Light Fingers Stakes, absolutely savaged the line. She ran the fastest 600 metres of the day on a card that included Winks and the Apollo Stakes. She ran the second fastest 400 behind Winks, the second fastest last 200 behind Winks. Godolphin's obviously absolutely flying, getting $6. She's probably the fresh horse on the scene here compared to these other horses that have been at Group 1 level in the past, but at $6 with James McDonald in the saddle, must get a lovely run in transit. To me, I think she looks an outstanding bet. Without being labelled stable jockey, Jay McDonald, after he's stood on the sidelines, mm. is just slowly... Worked his way back Worked in there. Worked his way back in mm. there, and uh, he seems to nearly hold top billing in the, in the camp again now, which it's is just great. So for, damn good. Great for him, great rider. But this is a terrific race. There's a lot of different form lines. We get that Melbourne form line through Fundamentalist, who was 
sort of uh, held up in front the other day, which probably didn't suit it, and that, that amphitriite... Amphitriite? Have I got it right? Amphitriite. who cares? Amphitriite, well, that question, form. <laughs> uh, Nikita Jane was good the other day. Yeah, I don't know. Puka, Puka who? Puka, Puka, Puka Kawa. Okay, yeah, I, I spent all day trying to uh, pronounce that move, so that's fair. I think the other interesting horse is Fiesta. Hmm. First up win in the English sprint against the Golden Slipper winner, Esther Jar. But the step up from 1,100 to 1,400, little bit of a concern. And all her three second wins... Up win, second up record. Second up record. Three, uh, three seconds. Three seconds. And she, all her wins have actually come first up. Barrier 15 with you. Bowman in the saddle. He's obviously a jet, but 15, it's tough to see where she does get in the run. I love her as a horse, but that barrier, second up record, can't have her at the price. Uhud for me. Yeah, I reckon I backed Uhud every start and then gave up and she finally won. Yeah. So I'm staying out. She'll probably win. I'm yeah. sticking fat with Nikita Jane. Yeah, righto. Mm. All right. Let's, uh, let's swing on down to Flemington now. We're going to talk Australian guineas when we get Scott Brunton on the line after the next break. Let's quickly have uh, a, a look here at uh, at the Blamey Stakes, and it's a pretty good Blamey Stakes, Group 2 race, but excellent field. Yeah, I think this is the best Blamey Stakes we've seen in some years. I think the All-Star Miles actually given this race a lot more relevance. It used to sort of just fall in an, an odd part of the carnival where there's no place for these horses to go. It would often be horses heading to Sydney, but it was sort of, last year it was a six-horse field. Darren Wee had three of them when uh, Tosin started and won. But How many this, this year? Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's funny, Rog. Um, this year, it's a very interesting race. Well, let's count them up. Yeah. <laughs> One. Well, yeah, there is a few ex-weird yeah, horses true. in there. But the uh, interesting horse here, Joannis Vermeer, has opened favour with Labrox. Hasn't been seen at the races since the 2017 Melbourne Cup when it finished a very close second behind Rekindling. It's $3.70. It's Formula Australia is absolutely right. Yeah, but it comes out of the race half the distance. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying the Labrox book has got it right, Rog. In fact, I think they've got it completely wrong, but that's the price at the moment. Material Man, off an unlucky run of the Futurity Stakes last weekend, it's backing up. It's $4.80. 80. Best of Days, who did a Shataka impersonation in the yeah. Purity Stakes, is $6.50. So I'm interested to see. It's got actually got a trial tomorrow before it gets passed, allowed to run in this race. Dance My Friend at $7. So it's a very interesting betting race. You go through all those horses there at the top of betting, you can... There's a pot against just about every one of them. So I think we might find a bit of value uh, a bit further in the market in this one, to be honest. So Material Man's the only horse that's confirmed into the All-Star Mile in this field. Absolutely. Uh, and it, we get some indication from Greg Carpenter that the winner of this will probably get the nod yep. for one of the wildcards. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, I think if the winner of this won it impressively, it would get a slot. Yeah, well, the horse that got beat in the rating 65 at Ruakaka this afternoon unfortunately can't make the trip <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah. So there's probably a slot available there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Roddy Peacock from um, Hancock's uh, Syndications who's got um, uh, the horse whose Urban name ruler. just escapes me because um, it's run second last and last. Urban last ruler. The Brisbane horse. I, I remember yeah, his name. Car. It was a bit of a gag but it went over like a... This is the sort of stuff you should run through in a production movie. Yeah, yeah. It went over like a cast iron kite but... Um, uh, they're very comfortable to be heading to the All-Star Mile. I bet they are for 90,000 dollars in Extremely comfortable with their position. That's the worst breaking news I've ever heard. Uh, and are heading that way. I just, no, just in case people thought, surely this horse won't run. They're, they're, they're planning a party. They've got 200 coming along. They are going to have the day of their lives and good luck to making them. Making out like bandits regardless of the result. One interesting one that I found, and you know more about the whole breeding side of things that, that I do, but Man, Manuel runs third run four weeks. It's... An entire, uh, mm. it's in a Group One winner, and they they they're running it like it's a gelding. Yeah, it's a good point. Yep, yeah, not. Sure. I would say that a horse like him 
as a f- winning his Group One race at five, yeah. probably just puts it puts him down there. the pecking order in terms of those hot stallion deals. With, with all due respect to the horse, I'd love to own him, um, but. I would say that they're probably saying, listen, we've got a good racehorse. Yes, he's still got his uh, his tackle in place and we can do something with that later, but let's just treat him like a racehorse and go and win as many races as we can. Oh, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I, yeah, I mean, I like I, it. If you yeah. buy a racehorse, I think you race the horse. Yeah. But it just surprised me given the the way the landscape has changed in, in the last decade or so. Well, Spirit of Boom's probably changed that a bit too. Yeah, Raced yeah. until he's seven, punched around on every sprint every week. Yep. Did a hell of a job now, doing a hell of a job at start. Took a while to win his group one too, I yep. reckon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give us a tip, boys. Uh, mm. Oh, blamey stakes. What, what's that bultish line that they use? That great renewal of this of time-honoured event. It, used, it has traditionally <laughs> been five or six runners and... Last year, Weir had three, but it's usually two or three of Lloyds appearing for their cameo for the autumn and that. But this year, that's one thing that the All-Star Mile... Well, not one thing. I'm not potting the All-Star Mile. Just yes, you are. are. You've done Rider. it for weeks. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, if there's one thing you have done, given it's this, the All-Star Mile. It's given this race some emphasis. I wish I said this five minutes ago, Again. Man. Again. So, uh, listen, I've got no idea what will win it. Oh, 50 Stars has always been a little favourite. He scoped with a bit of mucus post his run in the oar the other day. Still looks babyish amongst these mature horses. Be interesting to see Johannes Vermeer. Oh, there's a few old favourites here returning. Uh, God help me. Holbein got beat a length and a half the other day in a group one, didn't he? I've actually, I've actually do have a tip. Moose has done a lamb the whole field by the time we finish up with him. Uh, I think uh, the answer, my friend, ran a good race the other day, only narrowly run down in the shadows of the post. It'll go to the front. I think it'll roll along. A few of these horses may be probably looking for a little bit further at this stage of their prep. At $7, I'm happy to be with the answer, my friend. Mitho? Uh, best of days for me. If he jumps, yeah, he wins. He's the class horse and uh, I'd like to to have plenty of what you're offering because your price assessment looked pretty tasty to me. What do you have him? Yeah, I mean, Six dollars fifty. Yeah, yeah, of mean. course, you can odds boost that. He's trialed twice this week. Well, he's already trialed once. He's yeah. got a trial again tomorrow morning, so he certainly won't go out there and over race. Yeah, and who's uh, riding? He'll be fit enough. Brad Royal. Oh, Brad, right. that'll be a return for a good while for Brad. I saw him at the trials at Flemington the other day, so great to see B. Rewilla back, one of the stars. Yep. All righty. Right. Just, just as we uh, finish up with the blamey, um, does, I thought I might have seen Land of Plenty in the race. Uh, does anyone know who's training him this week? Did he go home Saturday <laughs> night? Did he go back to the same stable? He might be staying fresh and hoping for the wild well, I think wild I passed car. him under the uh, Montague Street Bridge at South Melbourne. <laughs> I'll have Bro- 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 always put the hand up to train him going forward, so we'll see how that looks. <laughs> no, Sandwich gate. Yeah. There we have it. All right, we're going to be back after the break here on Moody on the Mic. We're going to be chatting to Tasmania's top trainer, Scott Brunton. As you may have heard, we at Ladbrokes are pumping up the odds this weekend at Randwick. Yep, you can get enhanced odds on races one to four and up to a max bet of $100. That is your first bet on each market races one to four at Ladbrokes. And don't forget, you can also odds boost your multis and exotics. Just remember, though, gamble responsibly. And I think we've got a very special guest, Scotty Brunton from Tasmania's Bonus. He got beaten the Lonnie Cup, and uh, he's obviously had a couple of frothies and not talking to us, but we've been joined <laughs> by the owner of the great one who's celebrating his sixth or seventh Christmas this year, <laughs> Peter Ty of Winx fame. Evening, Peter. Thanks for joining us from the great state of Queensland. Well, thanks, Moods, for having me on. I mean, couldn't you get anyone else? No, mate, uh, you were an <laughs> emergency. We tried a, quite a few, but uh, we, actually it was an interesting discussion came up early in the show, and we said, well, let's grab Pedro Ty and, yeah. and see what's going to happen. Anthony Miffin, one of my co-hosts here, wants to 
put something well, on you, but it's it just wait your turn. I haven't finished me though. Wait, I, wait, I wait. I'm, I'm having a little chat to what Peter. You're going to say? No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to. I just want to, Pete. We're happy. We the the team's happy heading into our uh, second up run on Saturday. Yeah, mate. No, no. All uh, all systems are go. We've um, you know, the usual follow the same pattern and uh, same just same. hasn't had a lot to report. Same. Uh, same old, same old. So we just hope that, uh, you know, she's on song and things go away. But, yeah, we're just getting ready for the, it has the preparation it at the has, moment. It has 31 times in a row. So uh, we're looking forward to a great day on Saturday. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to hand you over to the panel here. I all care and no responsibility on my behalf. Uh, Mitho's got a couple of questions to no, ask. No, no, nothing, nothing too curly here, Pete. But we were... I, I, I just thought... From a marketing point of view, and you've marketed this mare beautifully and, and handled yourselves with great aplomb, um, I'd like to see Debbie wear something a little different every now and then, but nonetheless, we, she's got the superstition of the purple dress and uh, <laughs> and we're, we're happy about that. What, what, um, you think, what, what, what colour would you like to see? Oh, wear, know, maybe what, of, what brings out her eyes? A bit of Rosemont red or something? I don't oh, know. Okay. But, um, um, Pete, uh, apparently... If you wait long enough, if you, if you wait long enough, it'd probably wear out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd, I, have to, I, it'd have to. Yeah. I have to. I've heard your lucky jocks are starting to wear a little thin, but uh, anyway. Um, if you're no. wearing them, yeah. <laughs> Free balling on Breaking Saturday. Breaking news here on Media on the Mic. Yes. Tigers Commando. <laughs> so, but your but your colours, your colours, yep. your magic magic bloodstock colours, fantastic colours, and they, they've adorned uh, plenty of good horses, but none with the uh, now obviously as as high profile as Winks. The M to go upside down and become a W for the last campaign or maybe the last race? Have you contemplated that? It's just such yeah. an obvious. Well, look, you should know, I've been in racing a long time and it's probably one of the taboos of racing is to ever change your colours. Ah. Right? So I, or change I would bet. see that. I, I've never changed, changed colours on a horse, whether we've changed ownerships or whatever, and I, it's probably one of the things that... I fear the most that if, right. uh, if I was to have a horse and change the colours, that it may bring us uh, some misfortune. And I'm certainly not superstitious, but it's just an old, an old, old, you should know, an old, old fable. And yes. I think Peter Moody would know that, <laughs> you, you know, like the old the old racing, I think my old man was probably the one that said, oh, you never back them if they change colours. It, it puts the mock on them. So uh, yeah. as much as it sounds good, we are, we're pretty proud to race in our colours. I, mean, oh, I bet. You know, we've had them for, well, since about 2000. We've raced them. We've raced them. Look, we raced them in uh, Singapore. We've raced them all over the place. We've we've had horses here. We we actually won a race in those colours in Darwin on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that. So, so I mean, like we were we're just tickled pink to win a race in Darwin with a group of people we raced with in in Winx's colours and. Uh, yeah, mate, I, I'd, um, I understand where you're coming from. And a lot of people have asked that question have about they? changing it to the W, but. Um, no, no, we're, we're very proud to, to race in the colours and we, we'd like to leave them the same until she's finished. Yep. Pete, right you, mate. Uh, I understand where Mytho's coming from in the fact because I saw a horse go round in Rosemont Pink on uh, Friday night. <laughs> yes. So, I, you know, I get that he's a bit more frivolous with it. Uh, okay, let me throw a scenario out to you. Winks, is, Winks just takes on benchmark 58 horses, let's say, in the All-Star Mile. Uh, would you, and you know you're just a stone-cold moral. Then do you do it? I do mean, what? she's always going to win. Change the colours. I mean, there's no bad luck. She, if she takes on donkeys <laughs> one day, oh no, no, no. It'll, be, it'll be breaking with tradition. Mm. We've got to, you know, I, I do believe in uh, a fair bit of tradition, and um, racing has a lot of that and a lot of history and a lot of tradition. So, 
just for the sake of, of doing it because you can, I don't think it's reason enough to do it. So, no, no, benchmark 58 or field of worldwide Route 1 winners, I think it's all the same. So, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll turn up in the um, the Royal Magic Blue with the white M. Yes. And, um, and, uh, and, show, and show those colours off and be very proud of it. And she will do them proud without any shadow of a doubt. That was my curly question. The guys here, they, they are, they're shaking in the corner, <laughs> wondering if they should ask this. So I'm going to ask it for them. Now, uh, Rog and the Rain Man work for a mm-hmm. marvellous organisation called Ladbrokes. Now, Ladbrokes, mm-hmm. stick with me here, are the 2019 sponsor of the Cox Plate and were the Cox Plate sponsor last year as, as well and the year before. Um, they are wondering what sort of tactic, what sort of inducements, how the hell they can get Winks there for one more roll of the Cox Plate. <laughs> funny, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. I'd love to go there. It really would, but it's it's that's being uh, probably very selfish and in the interest of the ownership and that sort of thing. But it's not in the interest of uh, Winks and um, to to do the right thing by her and, and the racing as a whole is is not to take her that to the well once too often to try to get the drink. So um, we've got no doubt that she could probably race on and win it and things like that. But it, it would be stretching things a bit too far. And I think Peter Moody would probably know where I'm coming from, where you, do, you don't want to go, you know. He could he could probably could have raced Black Caviar another half a dozen times. But, you know, you just get to a point where you think, well, enough is enough. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, we, we dream about that would be... Uh, just a lovely thing to do, a lovely way to send her out and do all that sort of thing. But hopefully she'll be um, in the throes of becoming a mum by then and uh, that'll be the next chapter in her life. Great answer, loved it. So, so, so sorry, yeah. sorry, lad brokes. It's not a matter of money. It's, it's okay, mate, because I know you said you want to go there. You can still come into lad brokes lounge on Cox Boat, though. That's fine, mate. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I reckon she oh, would handle the campaign better than you, Pete. Yeah, mate, well, I tell you, it's starting <laughs> to knock around an old bloke like myself. It's... No. Um, you know, I'm in Sydney. I've arrived in Sydney. I've even got to come down early now to prepare. That's, that's what it's like. You know? <laughs> nah, well, mate, I'm, getting, I'm getting a bit long in the tooth. Thanks very much for joining us. Best wishes to you and the great mayor on Saturday. Uh, we all look forward to watching it uh, as... Uh, all Australians. I was going to ask for a tip. He, he, he well, raced a lot of horses, Pete. Anything else in the colours on the weekend that we should look out for? In the colours on the weekend, you know, I don't think I've got a. In the time. I don't think I've got a runner, but I'll, I'll give you a little one in the uh, Syrian Stakes. Yeah. In Sydney, a little filly called Valate. Valate. Oh, it's one of the four straight. Undefeated, right? Three. It's one three straight. Mm-hmm. So it's only got another twenty-seven to go. <laughs> so we're, we're we're working on it, but no, she's a lovely little filly, and um, yeah, we're really keen. She's a bit of value, a bit of odds, and. Um, you know, she's done nothing wrong. She's pleased us from, from day one right up till now, but just thrown in the deep end of the group one. So we'll be cheering her on, um, I think, a bit later in the day after after Winks. But, Beautiful. You know, we'll, we'll, um, it would be a, a nice little tip, that one. I, I, a nice little each-way bet, I think. Race right. with your great mate, Noel Greenhelg, as well, mate. Well, thanks for joining us. Have good a great on. one Saturday. And, and good yeah. luck. Good luck in the surround because you haven't had a lot of luck in racing, so uh, you can really use it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Well done, Cheers, Pete. Good on you. There we have it, Peter Ty, the owner of Winx, uh, going around, of course, this weekend. And we're going to take a break now and we'll be back and we will touch on the Australian Guineas and then get our best bets for the weekend. You are on Moody on the Mic on 1116 SEN. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the Mic.
You certainly are, and surprise, surprise, we're running behind time yet again. So I'm going to keep everything short, including the promos. Ladbrokes, Enhanced Oz, races one to four. Randwick, Saturday, gavel responsibly. Tom, Australian Guineas, market, please. Interesting race, Rog. Amphitrite is the favourite at $4.40. The Tasmanian Philly Mystic Journey is at $4.80. The early market mover with Labrokes is Hawkshot into $6.50. They've got Very Elegant at $9.50 and a ringer, ding, ding, at $10. Very interesting betting race, Rog. Absolutely. And you think Hawkshot's going to want to go to the front from 17. It's going to be yeah, a bit on, a bit of go early. Yeah, I think last start we sort of, they rode a bit, different, bit differently. Hawkshot it went straight to the front and produced easily a career best performance there. Clear spike performance. So he's got to come out and do that again, Rod. So at 6.50, I can't get it that short. To me, I think this is the ideal two-bet race. I think Amphitrite at 4.40. Maps to get a dream run in transit with Craig Williams in the saddle. That run in the vanity was nothing short of outstanding, so hard to go past her. I think the horse with the X factor here is a ringer, a ding, a ding. Last start, last weekend, actually, in the Futurity Stakes against the older horses. Ran ninth, but it was, wasn't beaten that far by Elise. It's around the fastest last four last 200 in the race against seasoned wait-for-age gallopers. I think from the wide barrier draw, he'll fly home $10 worth an each-way bet. I've got Amphitrite 6-4, to four, just load up and just watch the cash flow in. Second it, best horse in the Second country. best horse in the country and will continue to prove so on Saturday. <laughs> Amphitrite all the way. Can you say it, Moods? Say it with me. And vitriote. And vitriote. You've got a mix between Amphitrite and vitriol. That's where you're going. Yeah. An amphibian. Interesting race, isn't it? Um, the inevitable. Not really. It's just going to bolt. Well, this, yeah, the Phillies certainly right, look to hold sway. Um, Mystic Journey, it's just hard to mix in that form. But God, it's done nothing wrong when it's come over, has it? It's, it's done a hell of a job. I Sorry, think, Tom, you're right. Uh, you want to interject and uh, obviously, yeah. death again. I think the, uh, <laughs> the, one, the, option, the uh, issue for Mystic Journey is barrier one. Doesn't like, the trainer itself has said, doesn't like racing inside horses. Don't have a stack of horses in front of it. Uh, in, like, I think at 480, a bit short. And the inevitable was good the other day. It's hard to see too many behind him turning it around with the run he had. Drawn to get a much better run. Siggy Carr keeps the ride, the Tasman- young Tasmanian lass. Drawn to get a much better run. Hopefully she can keep him on a backside. He's going to be a great sight. I'm, listen, I can't argue with Anthony or yourself. Oh, extraordinary. Amphitrite. <laughs> well done. Yeah, Amphitrite. Well, right. <laughs> Amphitrite. Uh, ring-a-ding-ding to be charging late. The dinger. The only hope of representing the Colts. And I'd love to see this, the fairy tale. Um, Tazzy story continue with the inevitable and mystic journey. Well, I like Amphitrite, but uh, the inevitable, a uh, couple of friends of mine have a share in it, so I'd like to see that mm. win, but I think Amphitrite will. Tom, your have best bet of the weekend. Two heads or uh, one? Well, there's two brothers, but uh, the one head each. T- Tazzy or? Oh, we're not. We're, we're better than that, Mitho. <laughs> You're not. The rest of us are. <laughs> oh, Oldie, but a goodie. Best bet, Tom. Him? I'm heading to Randwick for my best bet. Race three, number three, microphone. Was outstanding down the Flemington State last start. Got it off and two-year-olds are absolutely flying. I think at $3 is a great bet. I'm sticking with my girl, Miss Turak Flyer. Race four, number seven. She's fantastic at the backup. We've only tried her at the backup twice. She's won both times. She'll be winning in the colours on Saturday at Flemington. On Saturday? Who rides? Jack Martin? You boned him? No. Uh, Jake Noonan. Jake Noonan replaced got a, got a great record on Moods, it. Right. Uh, there was whispers for Kimono leading into the 
to the what was the race they ran last Where week? Yeah, the mic gave it to Oakley Plate. Oakley Plate was scratched. Why it was scratched, I don't know. I didn't get to track work yesterday, so I'd be keeping a big watch on Kimono Race Three in the Hoisted Thousand Meters up the straight Kimono uh, Flemington. Okay, my Specky. best bet of the weekend is at Flemington Race Six, Number Three, Widgee Turf. Rarely bun- runs a bad race, getting five fifty at the moment with Ladbrokes. Gentlemen, thank you very much. We will be back next Wednesday at seven pm on Moody on the Mic. Don't forget, you can find us in podcast form on iTunes uh, and Spotify. Moods and his dudes. <laughs> Moods and his dudes. Thanks from Moods and his dudes. On SEN.